What's up, world? Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Dave, Dave, Dave. Insert here. Yo. It's a terrible game. Bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically, it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible. Oh, angry Nick mad. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it. Oh, angry Nick mad. Or if there's violence, I'll just laugh and enjoy the fun. Kaz Hazari. Hazari. Kaz Harai. 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 They just kind of got tired of Angry Nick on the first one and said, yeah, I'm gonna pass. Oh, yeah, so I do. Precisely. No. No. I, I, per- I no. do all my work. No. No. Yeah, I'm you guys are so I don't- cute. Oh, thank you. I try. I mean, let's face it, Mario, and to a lesser extent, Zelda, is what carries Nintendo at this point. Always be radical. I love your little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever. For the promise of a new Super Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, yes. Will not find a better story presented in any other game genre, in my personal opinion. Like, JRPGs have that. They have that story. That's what the entire game felt like. Oh my god, I want to bang my head into a wall. It's a podcast, can someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. And we're live once again. It's another Game Source Podcast, along with our good friends at the NU Herald. This is Gerald Glassford. How are you today? I'm here with my good friend, my longtime broadcast partner, Chris Bonner, how are you, my friend? Otherwise known as the Killer X Wolf. I sh- Killer X Wolf. It's been a long time since I've been. Yes, yeah, so, well, you haven't said hello, world, in a long time as well. Either. So, as a good introduction to coming back, is hello, world. There you go. There you go. The man, the myth, the legend himself. Um, we are here talking E3. It's going to be a short. A brief summary of what we've seen so far because, uh, well, quite frankly, from all the press conferences that we've made available uh, through our our Game Source Facebook and Twitter sites as far as providing all the news, um, it hasn't been that, I, I guess say you should say, you know, um, uh, explosive as far as news is concerned. Um, just a lot of uh, a gameplay reveal. CG trailers, uh, some new IPs that are announced, but uh, nothing really spectacular, and a whole mess of VR. Uh, so uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, Chris, your thoughts? Uh, basically, what are your, some of your highlights so far of E3 2016 as far as the press conferences are concerned? Joe, you know me, right? Um, Mr. Xbox, I know you. But uh, people listening out there or watching out there, because we're now going to be also on iTunes, uh, as all of our podcasts are, are recently announced, have been put on our new Game Source Podcast iTunes channel, as well as the NU Herald iTunes channel as well. And so we're happy to be a part of that. But uh, they may not be as familiar with your Xbox fondness. So uh, tell me your thoughts on, I guess, predominantly Xbox. Well, the whole entire uh, press conference you know, world, uh, all the different ones that came on, all of them were amazing. Uh, Microsoft announced a lot of cool things. Um, Sony had a great performance. I mean, they basically had a show go on while they were explaining all the new VR content, all the new games, all this other stuff that's coming out. Um, 
PC world was pretty cool. Uh, Bethesda had some pretty cool announcements with uh, some older games as well as newer IPs. And all of it in general was just overwhelming. It was it was amazing to see how much new content could be coming out. And I don't think any of them were were, were really disappointing. Uh, whereas in past years, I remember, you know, one was like, ah, one was okay, one was that. All of them were eights and above out of ten. I kind of disagree with you. Uh, EA was uh, really didn't oh, show me anything sorry. new. I forgot EA, about EA. I, I yeah, I don't. <laughs> a lot of people forgot about EA because they really didn't show anything new. Uh, oh. When one of the highlights is you showing the managers uh, for FIFA that you now have the ability to show managers for FIFA uh, or AKA coaches, uh, however you want to say it, um, for for FIFA. That really doesn't tell you much. I mean, they showed a lot of what was already there. In fact, for Battlefield 1, the best uh, way to demonstrate Battlefield 1 was actually after their press conference when they showed an hour of footage uh, of a 32 by 32 player battle. And uh, that was actually uh, very much more interesting than the actual press conference itself. I mean, yes, they did show that behind-the-scenes stuff as far as the future for Star Wars, but it really didn't show us any real footage that we want to be able to sink our teeth into. So uh, Star Wars fans actually had to wait until the Sony press conference until they actually got something substantial there. Um, for me, uh, I was kind of confused as far as the direction Xbox wants to go in. Uh, yes, they want to make a smaller, lighter weight uh, 4K compatible uh, Xbox One, which they're going to be releasing in August. Uh, that's great, starting at 299. But then they, at the back end, they announce uh, Project Scorpio coming out in holiday 2017, which is going to be a much more substantially powerful uh, a new concept in console gaming. Uh, which, even though they said on the surface, that no console player of the Xbox One family will be left behind, essentially still leaves the Xbox One family behind. Because if you're making games that are going to conform to the Scorpio and then scale it down to the Xbox One and the Xbox One S, which is the smaller version, kind of leaves those, those Xbox One you know, members out as far as getting the best quality game and, and almost forcing them to go ahead and upgrade into a new console in 2017 after but they just bought one. They still get the, the content. They still get to play it. There's no leaving out them. They just don't get to play it in the higher quality. It's the same thing as computers. You can go and buy a $500 <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> wow a $500 gaming computer, gaming computer or a $2,000 gaming computer. Obviously the $2,000 one's going to be better but you have the option. You can start with a 500, buy a 2000. You can straight jump to the $2,000 one, whatever you need to. The Xbox One is just going in that same direction. You just have more capability by going to a higher model. If it's the computers have been doing it for 20 plus years, I think it makes sense that, you know, gaming consoles that are basically computers, they talk about them having eight core processors and these, you know, 4K graphics cards and everything built into them. They're basically talking about computers at this point. Why not make you know multiple models or make them where you can upgrade them later? At least this is a step into getting a better performance where you have all these PC masteries people talking about uh, how great PCs are and how great this is because they can do this and consoles can't. If consoles can now do it, give them an option to say, hey, you can spend a lot of money 
and get the absolute best. Or you can spend a little bit less and still play everything, just not quite the very best. <laughs> just not. So I would be buying a console this uh, this holiday that would essentially not be the quite the very best. Not well, the best for what's out now. It would be. Now the only thing is later on. Yes, there will be a more upgraded version, but you can't tell me that Alienware doesn't put out a new model every year that's better than the last year's. That's true. But the but the audience that it tries to connect with is much smaller in demographics than than the one that the Xbox One is trying to reach. Not true, but that's where they have the standard Xbox One and One S still is for the family users, the hardcore gamers that just know they're going to go all out will buy Project Scorpio. Then they and they Microsoft knows this. They know that they're going to have that demographic imbalance. Like there's always you know, 80% here, but 20% there of hardcore gamers to to family gamers then maybe they're just going to make bolts so that way they can still even it out. It's not gonna it's not gonna disrupt anyone's gameplay. That everyone will have the same gameplay. No one's gonna have uh, more mods than one or no one's gonna have more um, any type of uh, advantage in the game. It's just gonna look better. So it's more just a cosmetic thing for the people that are either richer and can afford that kind of stuff and a 4K TV. But, but for the standard of us that still use 1080p TVs, it doesn't matter which console you get because they're both going to work. Uh, when it comes to the Sony side, they were more direct as far as showing a plethora of games, uh, which I know most in the media and fans as far as is concerned were lauding. I was kind of disappointed that they didn't uh, focus a- at all on something that they had done in previous conferences was that the the smaller independent games that were coming to the PlayStation 4 uh, I would have liked to seen a mention and a shout out to them just to make sure to keep them happy. And then also as well, the rumored PlayStation Neo, which was confirmed by Sony's president last week, uh, was not even mentioned at all in the conference, I guess, to be saved for a later date when they're more prepared, um, which is fine. I have no problems with that as far as an upgraded PlayStation 4. Uh, their their plans are sim- seem to be somewhat aligned with Xbox as far as providing a a 4k uh, option as far as it's concerned even though that most most people do not still have a 4k uh, television at this time but it uh, as you know cycles forward we nobody uh, was really having a 1080 uh, television when when uh, you know consoles were made to be you know 1080 compatible and whatnot so it's a cycle it's it's looking forward it's looking ahead and i can appreciate that but there was no mention of the neo in the conference uh they just focused on games um a lot of psvr was was uh put down so if you're not interested in vr um half the conference was probably not for you um i did uh kind of who's someone who's not not really been on the fence with with vr kind of was a little upset uh, that uh, you know I have to go now and buy a $399 unit in order to go ahead and get the Star Wars space missions that I had so desperately asked for in Star Wars Battlefront. So that being said, um, I was kind of a little irked by that. But uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew uh, looks like a lot of fun and uh, you know makes me want to go ahead and stop over to my nearest Best Buy and uh, see my friends that hopefully will have that uh, demo available, but still doesn't want to make me uh, jump out and, and uh, you know go out and get uh, spend four hundred dollars or six hundred dollars for the Rift or the the Vive or 
or 400 for well and plus with all the accessories that you need for the psvr and whatnot uh seems very uh it seems nice it seems it seems there's a lot of great uh demos and and uh slices that are going to be sent to vr as far as is concerned but does not still seem to have that one thing that grabs a lot of people into it um i'm sure a lot of people will be interested because of the novelty of vr but it's still uh yet remains to be seen if it's going to hang on with the uh, audience at large and be something that, that a lot of audiences are going to be into but to your thoughts on the vr as far as it's concerned i know sony had um did have some announcements such as the new spider-man game that's in development uh and some other titles but mainly uh, the, a lot of their focus was on PSVR. Your comments as far as the the emphasis on VR, not only in the Sony conference, but as a whole with uh, you know Bethesda and uh, and others focusing up quite a bit on VR in their in their programs. Well, I think VR. I mean, considering the hype that it's all right now, it's making sense that they're going to be more uh, more pushy towards that. And especially because Sony said, "Hey, we have PlayStation VR. Hey, it's going to come out this year." But everyone's like, what do you have that's going to make me, uh, can I play Call of Duty on this? Can I do this? They need to at least announce now what they're working on so that way they get people excited about the VR now. Makes sense why they went heavy on VR. Um, some of the games, like, you know, the first-person Final Fantasy looked pretty cool, The uh, all the different other games. And then, of course, Bethesda even announced a few games that are going to be VR compatible. But it was, it's more like, trying to get it out there saying, hey, this will be a possibility. Not that it may happen this year, maybe it'll happen next year, but it's a good thing to kind of plant the seed now and tell them, hey, VR is coming, get ready for it. You're going to get it on your consoles, you're going to get it on your PC, but it is coming and you should be ready. So I think it's a good thing that they started talking a lot about it this conference or this E3. Oh, and I'm not saying otherwise. I know I'm. they had to. I mean, if you've got that product that's, in, in a lot of cases, that's out now because Vive is out now, Oculus Rift is out now. Um, I mean, you have to go ahead and, and start, you know, showing your support for it. Uh, PlayStation VR is is right around the corner. Of course, you you do have to go ahead and say that. Uh, but for a lot of people, it is still something that they're not going to be interested in. And you you, you know, um, people because people are still can't get by the uh, the motion sickness and some other issues as far as putting it on. Plus also the sheer cost of, of having to spend something that's it's considered by many still an accessory for the console market. Um, but otherwise, like I said, if you are interested in VR, then definitely the C3 was for you because there's, uh, you know, um, dozens and dozens of games that were actually announced for, for VR and for virtual reality. At least the short-term future looks very bright because you know, with with uh, tens like of games announced and literally probably hundreds of more in development, there there's seems to be at least at the beginning uh, seemingly no end as far as the plethora of of uh, samples of titles of games of demos that will be coming to the VR market. So the other thing as well, like I mean, as speaking of accessories, like. This was a weird thing. I, I was completely backwards on everything. I thought that Sony's press conference was going to be more hardware-related, whereas Microsoft's would be more software-related because of all the, the exclusives and everything coming out. It almost seemed to be backwards. Xbox announced two consoles, uh, an, an Elite controller, and the customizable controller, where PlayStation talked nothing about hardware. I mean... And, and maybe that's good because... 
Well, I, I think that's probably, you know, Sony seems to have found a niche in the past couple of years as far as it's concerned. They have been more, you know, software focused as far as it's concerned. They just, you know, with their E3s, because I believe their E3, they really they realize their E3 fits, a uh, when they do their E3 conference, it fits a broader audience than their Gamescom, than their Paris Week, than their PlayStation Experience, which are more, uh, you know, hardcore focused. Uh, so I think it's in their best interest to be broad and just say, hey, people just care about the games. They just want to see the games. The casual audience just is interested in just the games. Uh, they're not really interested in Project Scorpio at this point in time. They're not, uh, maybe not even interested in, in Xbox Slim at this point in time. They're they're just interested in what what are you going to show me and what's coming out and what's on the horizon that they want to see. You know, so. Uh, uh, I, Xbox One uh, did have some ups and downs. You know, obviously Gears of War uh, 4 sure showed tremendous, but um, and there were some other good points as well, although there were some down points. Uh, uh, Scalebound was not impressive at all to me. Um, in fact, it was kind of annoying uh, as it bordered on because their, their, their character was really trying to overdo it uh, as far as it's concerned. It took away uh, from what they were trying to represent. Um, there were some other issues I had with it, but there uh, were some other their their games. But Record looks like a very solid title indeed. I think that's something that they they can latch on to. Um, you know, obviously Forza Horizon Three, which was just announced, that looks like a tremendous uh, a driving title once again for the Forza series. You know, there were some some, some definitely high points for it. But it's just the way that it flows. Their conference does not flow very well. And I think, you know, you have a tendency to lose the audience if it doesn't flow very well. Whereas Sony, you know, regardless of you, if you, you like it or you don't like it, uh, as far as the, the PSVR or whatever, it was just a sheer series of games. And and uh, it flowed right through. I mean, the, the only question, like I said, is, uh, as far as from the past is, you know, the Call of Duty, as far as where they threw that in there, that was kind of uh, weird at first because I did not know at first it was the Call of Duty uh, Advanced, you know, Warfare as far as it's concerned. Infinite Warfare. But yeah, infinite, yeah. infinite Warfare. Infinite and then... I thought it was the space, like... Yeah. It, game or something. <laughs> so that brings me to my, my thing as far as it's concerned. Star Wars VR mission. So I have to spend $400 for a Star Wars to get the space mission I wanted from Battlefront. Um but instead, I could just go ahead and spend sixty dollars and get uh, the Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, um, you know, space battles, which you know seemingly you know seem kind of fun. It's probably in in the Call of Duty you know campaign, very short. It's a small set piece, um, similar to what Halo Reach. It reminds me of what Halo Reach did with that one uh, ship level that that was really interesting to a lot of people and wish uh, they had expanded on it, but never did. I hope uh, certainly that Call of Duty, that Activision will expand on it because it looked looked very impressive. That part as far as being out in space and then going interacting as far as it's concerned with the grappling hook and whatnot, that that actually you know brought me back into the Call of Duty universe and brought interest to it. And I would love to see even a multi. Hey, I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm gonna throw this out there. I even hope that there's a multiplayer mode for that space. Uh, for those space battles because that would really be cool especially in the you know something that would be different even for the call of duty um genre yeah, um it, and, you know, fighting style instead of just first person shooting i mean i think that would completely branch out their franchise at that point 
Oh, it would be an awesome deal. And, and for some something that was, you know, garnered a lot of bad publicity when it first was announced, as opposed to Battlefield 1, you know, that that's neither here nor there. I, I'm sorry that uh, it, it's funny how the, the times have changed. At Battlefield 1, they showed the same lousy video uh, all over the place and didn't show, really show off until they actually had the 64-player game after the conference, which boggled my mind how they... they uh, so they so expertly showed off Battlefield One in the beginning uh, when they originally announced it and uh, failed uh, you know missteps in the Xbox uh, when they showed it as part of the Xbox and also as well as part of the uh, EA press conferences. So, but what remains to be seen, I'm sure we'll be seeing some good highlights from both. Um, there are a lot of you know other interesting tidbits as well. Uh, Nintendo this morning also uh, the latest uh, Zelda title was shown off for Wii U. Uh, look, look pretty good uh, as far as it's concerned. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to look at it as of yet, uh, but you know, um, Nintendo didn't announce that much. Uh, they're basically holding everything back for their NX announcement when they make it, um, hopefully later this year. But you know, who knows with them? Um, but Nintendo really just seems like an afterthought right now, and they need to do some do a lot more to get themselves back in the game. Your thoughts? Well, the other thing as well, I mean, I'm doing conspiracy theorist stuff and plotting things together. The uh, the Ubisoft press conference, they were talking about um, Just Dance 2017 coming out, which they come out with a new one every year anyways. It's like Call of Duty. But it seemed like they said something about putting that on NX or the next Nintendo console. Meaning that you would assume... Oh yeah, it, it, you will have a you have a Wii U version and also an NX version. Yeah. So I mean, at that point, wouldn't you assume that maybe they're going to release the NX by the end of this year? Because if 2017 Just Dance comes out in October, that means the game or the console should be coming out at the same time. No, it it or won't. Uh, the way they the way they phrase it is when when the NX comes out. So I. I have a feeling the Nintendo NX will not be released until next year. Uh, in fact, I think they would the, they announced that it would be coming out. You know, the time frame that would become probably spring next year, if I remember correctly. But consoles um, don't come out at that time. If Nintendo's smart, they're going to release during the holiday season. It's either this holiday season or next. They wait. Well, next. but I think. I think I was discussing it with Josh in a previous one. Nintendo doesn't always make what the the fiscally sound moves. Although, you know, in the springtime, you know, games are now selling well in the springtime, so maybe consoles can move as well. Um, the Wii U originally did not release during a, a typical um, ship time. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if that's foreboding in any way, but... Uh, I know that, like I said, the NX is, I believe, uh, from, uh, from what I remember on our last podcast, is coming out in the, you know, sometime in the spring of 2017. Uh, so, you know, it be that as it may, um, Just Dance will come out then for it. But I know Just Dance is also going to come out this holiday season. Um, and then The Legend of Zelda will be coming out alternatively for the Wii U and the NX. Um, so... Something to look forward to for Nintendo fans, but there's really, you know, when when you, uh, if you're a Nintendo Hope fan and you see all the stuff announced by Sony, in fact, Sony had so many things that are PS4 exclusive, they couldn't even announce all of it on their on their pl- platform conference, which was ridiculous that they have so many things coming out for it right now. But then again, that's what happens when you're you're leading in sales. Uh, Xbox One, 
you know, they're same same thing. They had a lot of lot of stuff that they wanted to show off and whatnot. Um, you know, and all these other uh, Bethesda with Skyrim, you know, redone. I wish it would have been Oblivion, but oh well. Uh, you know, back to Elder Scrolls. They announced everything Elder Scrolls except for a new, really Elder Scrolls, which yeah, was kind of a bummer. Is, from Skyrim and Oblivion, which one sold more originally? Skyrim. So why why bring back Oblivion? It's it's a it's a dead horse. Don't bring it back. Skyrim is still living. It's still mods. Now with the modded community trying to reach over, they'll probably bring over mods. I'm just saying, I think Skyrim was a better choice. I guess so. Financially, it's a better choice, but Oblivion is a be- Oblivion is a better game. You know, Sorry. But, but, I mean, most people didn't get into them until Skyrim. Unfortunately, I mean, not many people were into Oblivion back in 2007 or 8 when it came out. They were just... Uh- Sorry, just uh, Oblivion was a better game to me. I still played. I I got stuck in Skyrim, uh, a bug in Skyrim, and I just left it. Uh, and I didn't feel emotional about leaving it either. So I guess it didn't leave that remnants that with with me. I'll probably buy it. I'll probably get back into it again just to see if uh, it has a better taste for me this time around. But uh, would have been nicer if Oblivion for me. But you're right, Skyrim is is definitely the better choice. But uh, uh, Dishonored 2 looks good. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of games out there. Uh, if they get a chance, check us out at Game Source on Facebook or Game Source on Twitter. We have the entire story after story after story. I've posted uh, personally hundreds of stories around the internet regarding the latest video game news. So so check that out. Like us on our Facebook, and you get that all fed to you right away. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's a great time to be a gamer as E3 starts, you know, you can check out all the streams on Twitch, uh, and, and all the other, uh, formats as well. But, uh, last thoughts before we head on out, Chris, as far as, uh, your impressions of E3 2016 at this point. Well, I, I mean, I think we've got a lot to look forward to. Um, I know it's going to be great. Uh, I'm, I'm like this, this mad that I'm not there right now uh, because there's just so much more that I feel like I, I could see and uh, do. I, I want to be hands-on with, I want to see a lot more of the developers talking about their things, but I, I feel like this is definitely an E3 to be reckoned with. I feel more like this is a Christmas time uh, than any other time. It's a, it's a gamer's Christmas. It's all this new stuff is being announced from, classic games like Crash Bandicoot being remade to new titles uh, to repeats of, of fan favorites like Dishonored and Titanfall. But I mean, all, all the things that they could be announcing right now are kind of hitting every market. They're, they're going all the way back from from the early 80s even to now just bringing up all these cool games and all these new things. I think that E3 2016 is, is probably one of the best ones in the past few years. Well, I, I I can't say I disagree with you from that point. You know, if the Last Guardian finally gets a release date, and and it, it is, it, it, you know that they said, but you know September or maybe it's October, October twenty fifth, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Yes. But if it doesn't but get pushed back. If it doesn't get pushed back, um, because there have been people that have, my children, my children were born after the original announcement. Of uh, to give you that idea, I believe even my ten-year-old, yeah, my ten-year-old, I believe was born after the original announcement of uh, to give you to give you that kind of idea of of the Last Guardian. So, 
Uh, very funny there, for, you know. <laughs> just just take that all in, sink that all in, and how much money Sony has put into that game and it's never going to get back. But at least it's coming out. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, you know, that makes the E3 2016 worthwhile. So uh, we appreciate you joining us uh, from all of our friends uh, at Game Source. Uh, give us a like, uh, Game Source on Facebook, uh, Game Source on Twitter, our home site, yourgamesource.com. And also check out our, our, our great site as far as is concerned, a great site that uh, provides a lot of news from around the world, uh, great columns, great uh, opinions. I know Michelle, uh, the editor-in-chief there, she's done a great job with it. It's the NU Herald, uh, the official publication for the NU Herald, the official publication, hopefully they, they think it's official, uh, for National University. Uh, I've done a lot of work for it. Uh, read my columns up on there. They, they appear uh, uh, on occasion there exclusively or also as well on yourgamesource.com. So for me, Gerald Glassford, it's also a beautiful day in paradise. Uh, we wish you uh, a safe travels out there. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Chris, any last thoughts? Uh, you know, just be the best you can be and enjoy your E3. But uh, always check us out and everything like that. And hopefully you all uh, enjoy it as much as I know we will. Same here as well. So for Chris, uh, this is Gerald. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And have yourselves a great day. Good night, world. There you go. Do you love games, breed games, and bleed games? Then this is the crew for you. If you are interested in editorial, podcasting, live events, and exclusive content, make sure to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com and become part of a team that is dedicated to delivering all the greatest delays in gaming news and content, all here at yourgamesource.com.